Okay, welcome to the Activate Doors podcast. We're down at the Baxter's Loch Ness Marathon and Festival of Running. I've just done the 5K with the children. So we're all enthusiastic about it, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Show some enthusiasm then. Yeah. Oh my word, that's quite deafening. That's a scary introduction. So we're just waiting on the mummy finishing the marathon. She should be doing in about 10 minutes or so. Maybe even quicker if we're lucky. Um, but before that, I have been speaking to the uh, former chief exec of the Cairngorms National Park Authority, Duncan Bryden, about a project down at Tamartin to uh, revamp the community hall and made an access map to show some nice roots in the area. Yes, conkers do plant, do grow trees, mate. Yeah. So first, we'll hear from uh, Duncan Bryden. Okay, so we're just at the uh, De Strathdown, which is the kind of community hub here in Tamartin, um, with uh, Duncan Bryden, who was a, a former director who kind of helped set this up. But um, understand you're kind of you're not directly involved at the minute, are you, Duncan? Yeah, I've taken a little bit of a pause. Uh, it's been a very busy time getting it to this stage, and uh, we're busy consolidating at the moment. So, can you can you tell us a bit about what the what the hub is and, and who it's used by and um, what, its, what its purpose was in setting it up originally? Yeah, the idea was to create a, a focus in the, the strath that uh, people could use. Uh, we needed a new village hall, so that facility is there. There was also an opportunity to relocate the village shop and add in a cafe that uh, delivered some additional revenue and attracted in, in some visitors. We've got the well-known Tomatin distillery just up the road and um, visitors were coming to that and a lot of people are coming into the area for a whole range of activities, cycling, walking, field sports, that sort of thing. So having a, a cafe made some sense. Yeah, and I've just kind of cycled over the top from Inverness and stopped here for a coffee. So and there's another crew of cyclists in there who sound like they're on the way to Inverness. So it's obviously a popular spot for people kind of stopping off while they're, while they're being active like that. Well, absolutely, and, and we're on National Cycle Route 7, so we've got the Land's End John O'Groats um, enthusiasts coming through, and uh, we've just put in some cycle counters, and uh, we're looking at, at about a 1,000 people a month coming through, um, so it's a fair number. A uh, proportion of those are obviously, like you, John, coming from Inverness out for the day, and we're seeing a big growth. I think the coffee and cakes are a big attraction <laughs> That's right, it's a kind of good, good sort of distance, 20-25 miles coming over that way from, from my side of Inverness and I've got about the same to go back so it's a good good kind of distance to do for a, to earn a coffee and a scone or something. So, um, I guess we were just kind of looking, you've got a, a, a new map that's been developed showing a lot of kind of walks and bike routes in the area so there's there's plenty to do from this point as well isn't there yeah there is um and it's a good base either a start or a finish um with the the coffee and cakes uh, and even a place to charge your electric vehicle if you have one but yeah john we can you can do a lot of walking and, and, and cycling from here and the map was uh uh, intended to show people that there was something sitting in between uh, Strathspey and Badenoch uh, down towards Aviemore and Inverness. Um, it tends to be a place that people pass through on the A9. Most people will be aware of the Slocht Summit and uh, we're just sort of to the north of that. But uh, there's a beautiful area alongside the River Finhorn um, and those in the know will know that there's a road up, up the Glen uh, which gives some really scenic views, uh, wildlife uh, and landscapes to, to enjoy but it's also great for, for cycling and walking. 
yeah, there's a few tracks we were just looking at the map in the cafe there, and there's a few tracks that I wasn't aware of that you can kind of link up and, and create some new routes with and, as well. So there's plenty of plenty of potential on the map and, and even things that aren't on there, isn't there? Well, absolutely, and uh, the, the growth in, um, in wind farms has meant that a number of new tracks have, have appeared over the hills and uh, there are connections and a few places you maybe have to have to carry your your bike if you're enthusiastic but uh, it, it does give you an opportunity to link up some of these routes and uh, enjoy the uh, the moors of, of the Monalia uh, and make make your way across this this sort of superb bit of bit of countryside yeah it's kind of I was thinking on the on the way up the hill actually you see the turn off for the um, the far wind farm and the tracks there and it's a kind of craze for gravel biking has really taken off and the, the gravel bikes are kind of they look like a road bike but they've got slightly rougher tyres and better gearing for, for climbing so they're almost like a mountain bike with drop handlebars and narrower tyres so you get get around a bit quicker and that seems to be growing in popularity everywhere now. I think so yeah yeah I've got what they call an expedition bike um, which is a sort of again another version and um, allows you to get a bit off-road uh, with slightly chunkier tyres um, but it's great for families and kids the wind farm roads in particular um, uh, are, are, are ideal for um, getting a bit of uh, space and the wind farms themselves are, are, are quite spectacular bits of engineering when you get up close and uh, you see what they're uh, capable of and, and I think we will see more of these uh, appearing um, not everybody's cup of tea but um, in terms of the climate emergency we're facing I think renewable energy is, is probably the way forward but they do allow you to uh, to get into these places that you might not have gone before yeah, I've certainly found that when I've kind of biked through the wind farms, you probably just wouldn't have visited some of these places without without that. So there is there is some benefit, as as you say, not everyone's cup of tea, but they're 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 with us to stay now. I think, aren't they? So I think I think they are. And uh, if you link them up with with forest roads and some of the uh, more traditional sort of hill tracks which have been there for for, for centuries um, you get this this wonderful network that we we enjoy in in the highlands and as long as everybody's sensible and responsible and and, and do what uh, what needs to be done in terms of leaving no trace uh, and, and and respecting other users um, they're just such a fantastic resource and our area is so accessible from uh, Inverness and and also a bit away from the hustle and bustle perhaps of the Cairngorms that uh, many people will be familiar with. Yeah some uh, we're just chatting about some of the walks we can see from the outside of the kind of the village hall which seems a kind of small <laughs> small word for what you've got here it's a it's a massive building with kind of conference rooms and badminton court and cafe and everything uh, but we're looking out and you can see over the the railway bridge and beyond it the, the kind of A9 going over over the Fintorn there it's quite a spectacular viewpoint as well isn't it? Yeah, I mean the cafe um, is, is is becoming very very popular, Three Bridges Cafe. But it looks out across some very grand Victorian engineering, uh, which is still very much in use today. And Strathern was was traditionally a, a, a through route um, as as people moved north and south. The A9 is how most people know it today, but the Highland Railway and now National Cycle Route 7. But but prior to that, the drovers came through here. General Wade with his military roads came through here. So the history and the culture of the area um, is, is, is really quite special. And there's an opportunity to get to know a little bit more about that. And we've touched on a bit of that along with the wildlife in, in the new map that you mentioned earlier, John. Yeah, that's right. And do you have a kind of... A personal favourite route around here because you're obviously kind of local to the, to the area? 
Yeah, I think I think heading over the over the hill, um, the variety of routes um, down into into Strathspey. I'm, I'm always pleased to go over the Slocht, and there's a, there's a range of options there. Um, it takes you down into the Dolnan and then round to Aviemore, even if, if if you want to. Um, it gives you a great sort of opportunity to stop at a few other coffee shops along the way. Excellent. Um, and you mentioned um, kind of infrastructure and responsible access earlier, and it kind of takes us on a little bit to your kind of job, I suppose, in some of the other areas. You've been doing some work on Sky, I believe. Yeah, I mean, my uh, my day job, if you like, is uh, as, 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 as a consultant, but I'm also a director of the Outdoor Access Trust, and uh, we've been working in some of the more popular hotspots um, Primarily at the moment in the, in the fairy pools and sky, and have invested substantially um, over eight hundred thousand pounds in terms of uh, creating a new car park and toilets there um, in a site that's become very much a sort of visitor attraction in in its own right. It's not a, it's not a walk up the hill. It's it's a walk to a, a set of waterfalls, and it's about managing it for the visitors that are going to come and for the benefit of the community who are under quite a bit of stress and strain um, of the sort that we're seeing in, in a few locations around the North Coast 500. And uh, my interest is, is, is ensuring that there's sort of good, good planning and, and a good set of skills locally so that uh, we get a lasting solution to, to some of the challenges and uh, making the best of the opportunities that these uh, routes and sites are presenting. Yeah, it's a bit of a, an issue that's been kind of going, like you said, around the North Coast 500. There's, there's so much work needs to be done on infrastructure all around there, I suppose, and there's a, there's a lot of work ahead if we're going to get everything up to that sort of standard. Well, absolutely, and I think maybe people slightly underestimate um, the, the amount of work of putting in a, a car park and a toilet and then servicing it and fixing the paths um, and, and doing the ongoing maintenance in a series of remote sites. Um, it's not something one can do overnight. You need to get the necessary permissions in place. You also need to ensure that uh, you know the effluent that you're discharging from your toilet is, is up to the highest quality. Um, and, and, and that takes a bit of money and investment. And I, I think the industry, the tourism industry, is sort of realising that these natural attractions are, are very much the way forward um, in, in this sort of post-COVID time that the outdoors will become uh, a real attraction. Um, they always were, but I think even moving into the future, they'll become even more of an attraction. And linked to health and well-being and biodiversity, there's, there's some massive opportunities, but they do need a bit of TLC, and we do need to invest in maintenance in the future. You know, we need to put something aside to ensure that these places stay as good as they are um, for, for future generations. Okay, welcome back to the Pakistan's Loch Ness Marathon. That was Duncan Bryden we just heard from, and uh, we're just going to see how the marathon runners are getting on now. Quite a few of them coming in. You can hear the cheers at the finish. We'll get the. Re- I'm sure the sports guys will be uh, going over the results in their podcast, but we're just going to take a look at some of the uh, slightly slower runners. Although still pretty quick. Coming in at three and a half to four hours. So Meg finished the Loch Ness Marathon in three hours, 49 minutes this year. And here she is shortly after crossing the line with eldest daughter Clara starting the questioning. Uh, how are you feeling? Oh, very tired. OK. And a bit sick. 
but very proud. Okay. Do you want to say well done? Well done. Into the. Well done. <laughs> what do you think of all these people running 26.2 miles? Crazy. How far did you run? Uh, 5k. And was it super easy? Yeah. Was it? So we'll do 10k next time, yeah? If I'm allowed to enter. I'm not doing 10k. I need to get x If I'm allowed to enter, I don't know if I'm allowed to enter. Yeah, you might need to be a bit older, yeah. And then you can do the marathon when you're nearly as old as mummy. Okay. It was a beautiful morning when we set off. It was a wee bit rainy on the way down, but the sun came out and the rainbow shone overhead just as we were leaving. Yeah. Very nice. Ooh, we had a few showers on the route. Um, it was a nice uh, tailwind most of the way till the last kind of half a mile. I did think oh, that was a bit brutal. When you turn over the when you turn over the bridge, it kind of uh, changed a little bit. A bit brutal. Uh, I find it a bit, bit tougher this year. Maybe not quite as fit. Uh, but I still enjoyed it. It was good. Really nice support along the way. People, those people out at um, Whitebridge, Foyers, Inverfarragig. And it's lovely when you get to Inverness. And doors. And doors. <laughs> Where do you go? So it starts um, above Whitebridge um, and you go down into Whitebridge and then Foyers, Inverfarragig, uh, Doors, up past Albury School to Scannyport. But as usual, the last couple of miles is the toughest. You can see the finish line, you can hear the finish line, but you've still got a long way to go. I should just say, Meg's trying to speak here, and she's having 5k medals shoved in her face from small people. No broken bones! Because <laughs> they did an old big run as well. No broken bones! <laughs> There's no broken bones! No, no broken bones! Well, everybody, say well done to Mummy. Well done, Mummy! Well done, Mummy! Well Mum! Thank you! You did very well. Oh, thank you. Hold so on, Mum. That's it from the Activate Doors podcast this time. As usual, we'll continue to bring you our regular features each week in our Highland News and Media newspapers, websites, and also on our new HNM app. Follow us at hnmedia.co.uk forward slash activate doors, and you can contact us on activate doors at hnmedia.co.uk. I'll be back soon with another podcast recorded out and about across the Highlands. Thanks for listening, and please share and subscribe to Activate Doors.